0: Welcome back. This is not your average episode of Party Talk. Yes, we're going to empower leaders in youth drug prevention, but I will not be your host. Nope, I've taken the reins and I've given them to David Tejero. David is one of our student ambassadors. He lives in Washington State. He's a senior in high school, and he is taking over today's episode. I am so excited for this. Number one, this is a great leadership opportunity for him. Getting to host his own podcast episode, get experience doing something like this, it's nerve wracking sometimes. And I gave him a format to follow and I'm just so proud of him. He did a fantastic job. He interviewed some incredible student leaders from a different state, actually two different states. And so um, I I know you're going to enjoy this episode because we get to listen in on, you know, three, four high school students talking about drug prevention, you know, what's working, what's fun, what's challenging, what's not working and It's going to allow us to get better. And I just love the fact that they got to do something, you know, completely peer led, which at 518, this is what we're all about. Giving students real leadership opportunities, you know, pouring into them, giving them training to do something new. And I know that David's just going to continue to get better at this because it's something he's passionate about. And in our program, you know, we have different areas where we can invest in these students and their opportunities to learn. And this is one of them. He's really passionate about it. So um, I'm excited to see what the next one looks like too. Just to give you a heads up on the format. So this is a YTE or youth takeover episode and you'll see them in the future. Uh, The next one will probably be with Jordan, one of our other ambassadors who's out in Missouri. And so, yeah, please let us know uh, once you think about the format. Let us know uh, if you have some students that might want to be featured. Uh, we would love to, you know, feature your students in your coalition and give them that experience and that leadership opportunity to represent your coalition on this really cool platform. So enjoy this episode, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome to the Party Talk podcast, where we empower leaders in youth drug prevention. I'm your host David Tejero, and today we're talking with Summer and Hadley and her friend. It's we love to be here. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about yourself and what what's your role and what do you do on a daily day basis? Let's uh, start with Summer.
2: Okay, hi. I'm Summer Porter. I'm from Luray, uh, Virginia, and I work with a group called uh, Page Alliance for Community Action. And I work as a part of the youth group. I am the youth um, president slash leader and right now i'm currently working on my own research project which involves building a community center so a lot of my prevention work right now is focused on that but um in the schools we do things such as prevention education and uh, mental health awareness so we're just starting um a new club now so hopefully that gets going
1: wow that's that's great um so uh how'd you How'd you come up to with that? With with your, your project. Oh, it like project? that? Idea?
2: Yeah. So um I go to a separate school. So I go to two schools. And one of my schools is a called a governor school, which requires you to do a whole research class. So you have to have your own research project. I actually started uh my research for the community center about a year ago just on my own time. And um, I just worked creating like a meta-analysis and I worked with my local community organizations to pull data. And then um, I took my principals, kind of just going through the things. And I focused a lot on like what our schools qualify for. for so like um, Title I and stuff like that. So that's when I created a meta-analysis. And then this year I started working more like um, actually trying to start like building and designing. And I met a really cool guy in my community who's actually been working on something similar for a couple of years. So right now we're communication and we're waiting on a budget proposal to get back for the second time. Um, and he's got his own floor plans and stuff. So I'm working on finding grants and stuff for that right now. So hopefully we can get that started.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, that's that's really great. I, I, I love your project. Thanks. So uh, Hadley... Tell me about yourself, role, and what you do in the day to day.
3: Well, I'm happy. And and um, so we have a youth coalition, basically in Milford. Our community is really small, and so we can't do that also stuff like Sarah's doing, but um, we are just like trying to prevent like teens from doing substance abuse and really focusing on their mental health because that plays a big factor in it and. Me and my friend she's taking care of a baby but um we were t- like one of the leaders part of this coalition and so we she'll actually be going to DC for to talk pe- 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 what
1: no wait i'm actually going to DC as well
3: oh hamburgers other
1: yeah hopefully you'll find me if not there should be a vibe 18 table like a booth where you could talk to Jake, which is the CEO of this company, and we could go from there. But, anyways, do not let your uh, the small community affect like your ideas, right? Because that that shouldn't stop you from doing something this great. Because I'm on the same boat as you. Uh, our community is small, and even though there's a little part like small particip- like participation from uh the community uh towards this and like our peers. We still strive to do like the best, which is great. But I, I really love what and keep doing because it it's it really helps the people in your
2: and, and trust so- me sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. But trust yeah. me when I say I am also from an incredibly small community and we're geographically isolated. We have balance on all sides of us. So it's kind of hard to like get out of our community and the like the purpose of a community center would be specifically because we all are are such like a small rural town would be like a central meeting place. So we talk about like title one that's like almost half the kids qualify for free lunch because they make like or their families don't make enough income to support like them in schools. So I 100% like understand being from like a small world town, and it's it's incredibly hard like we don't have that much participation either and it just takes a lot of work so like definitely I'm glad that like we kind of all have like a central theme because I think that's something that's like good for us to talk
1: for sure for sure so uh again uh Hadley uh how'd you uh, how'd you get into this kind of work like what what moved you to this this prevention work
3: so my sister was actually one of the people that created our youth coalition in our schools, and so when I was like younger, like I was like always wanted to be in it, and so like I came into high school, I started like just getting involved, and yeah, that
1: that's that's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, what's a project? event or initiative you've worked on that went really well and tell us about that uh i'll start with you Hadley.
3: so well we really um try to focus on families trying to be connected so we do a lot of like family drive-ins and try to do like games and stuff and then like we give them like packages to go home to very close to the family because family is like a really big support in like mental health and you
1: like yeah yeah for sure um what steps did you take to make that happen like
3: um so our county uh sends us money so we're able to big screens and like right like the county fair like buildings we have and so we're able to like use those as a, like part of to get everyone together and then we actually have two like our coalition and another coalition, and we all combine to meet up and then we all work together,
1: yeah, um, how could someone else try to replicate what you in a case someone in the audience is listening, want to replicate what that's doing. you broke out but
3: didn't like um someone who's listening they could like like they could start off like small maybe like talk to like people they know like in their county or in the schools say like, hey me and the script people really want to have like a family bonding night All
1: Right. so summer what's a project that that went really well for you tell us about that
2: mm, well okay i guess i'll probably talk about the one that we did probably a year ago with um another uh program in virginia and we did their conference and like within their conference, you had to create a proposal and a plan that you plan to implement in your community. And then you had to send it in and present it. And it was for grant money. So we did that last two, two years ago and we ended up getting, um, a mini grant, which was, um, I forgot exactly how much it was, but it was enough for us to implement our project. And that was, um, drinking and driving prevention in the driver's ed classroom. So what we did was we got these little, what we call swag bags, and we uh, put some information and the little gifts in the swag bags. And then we uh, set up some curriculum for the driver's ed courses. And the theory was that you take driver's ed and within your driver's ed classes, there's one day or there's a segment uh, that talks specifically about drinking and driving and the uh, problems behind that and just what that can cause um and we handed all those swag bags out to the graduating driver's head classrooms that year and then the second year we won the big um grant for that from that program and we did um the like community engagement so we just got a couple things that we thought would be good to have at every community camp event so we got like a snow cut machine. And that was just kind of like a fun thing that we could have at all our events. So
1: yeah, mm-hmm. well, that that's good. You you've made investments that that could you take like you could take for every, like every event that you do. Yeah. That's 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 good. Um. Uh, again, with the a uh, driver's ed thing, I I kind of did something similar, mm-hmm. but not exactly. So it's just in the field. What I did was I made a PSA. Well, it wasn't just, but me and my friends. Um, we made a PSA uh, that's like 30 seconds long. It was, it was so, it was, it was bad that it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, that basically like the distracted driving, mm-hmm. the, all that stuff that you need to buckle up and all yeah. that stuff when you're driving. So, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, this field can be tough sometimes, right? Like preve- prevention and all that stuff. So, and things don't go to plan according to plan. Uh, there's lots of moving pieces and lots of partners involved. What's a challenge you faced in your work so far? Uh, let's start with what Hadley. Um, i
3: think- am <laughs> been. I'm sorry. Um, I think money has been a big problem in like trying to get like permission to do things because like our state's like really starting to limit how many people we can take to like um like what are they called? In trainings and stuff. And so we're not being able to, like able to like have everyone come and help. So I think that's probably our hardest
1: part. So you said the state was holding is he holding you back? Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, so, you know, like, last summer, like, we went to Texas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they're only letting two people from each town, like, coalitions. So, like, it's just hard to, because there's, like, a lot of members in our coalition, and they only take two from each coalition. I think they changed that. Yep. Because mm-hmm. Jessica was supposed to come with us, but, like, for our a she thought she'd only take, like, two from each side of the county. But well, you could take more, there just be like extra yeah, buys. I see. Um, yeah. Well, it's harder to try to take out uh people from out of state. So yeah.
1: Sorry. Right. Yeah. Like the- how did how did it feel that like you can't be able to go to these like trainings that are kind of detrimental? Like you need these lessons to move forward in the prevention work that you do, but you can't get it is you're not there. Like, how, how how to make you feel? And how does, yeah, how do you go overcome that? So
3: I really think it's just, like, they take, like, the most, like, advanced, like, not slightly participated. And so I was lucky like, to go to Texas, and then, like, my friend will be going to D.C. So I think it, like, works well. But, like, I would love to still go to D.C. But they don't let us go more than once, and I think that's, like, hard because, like, when you're starting to learn something and then like you can't keep progressing learning it, it's just hard.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, moving on to summer. Uh, what's something that didn't really go according to your plan? And because uh, again, there's a lot of moving pieces, partners involved with prevention work. Right? So, what's the biggest challenge you faced so far, summer?
2: same thing money money is yeah it's impossible it's always impossible it especially as a, a youth someone that it's not an adult and doesn't work in your coalition um getting anything done without the permission from your supervisor or just having money in general is really really difficult so like the community center that was my biggest limiting factor was working on my own is i just don't have like five million dollars laying around and that yeah. like Like, no one does. Like, I know that's a hard thing, but even getting it proposed in my community is very, very hard because nobody wants to hear something that's, like, $4 million. Like, and it's a lot because you kind of have to show them that this will be benefiting the community, especially because, like, my community really lacks, like, a central meeting place or any type of, like, place that, like, especially teens can go. But it's hard to push that past people when like they're only really look at the price tag. And I know that's yeah. been always really limiting, especially with my coalition. It's like the same thing about the training says we don't have like my use section really isn't that big. Like we have probably like seven or eight core, core people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Both of our counties. Like I have gone to multiple ones just because like i'm one of the ones that is the most like me and my other people are like the most dedicated we just don't have that like big um or we don't have a um like a, a lot of people to pull for even for adults so it, yeah exactly i think all coalitions lack funding and uh, there's just an awful bunch of legal things that we have to go through especially because we're technically supposed to be preventing prevention and we get funding from the state and we get funding from the federal government if you apply for grants.
1: Yeah.
3: But
2: there's just a lot of things you have to satisfy and a lot of reporting to do. So definitely same thing. So
1: yeah. Like, see, what you're doing is is good because you're creating a third place for people. Like uh I went I went to this leadership camp uh this summer where all they talked about was a third place for people. Yeah. Like we have, like, in our society as of right now, we have house and work and then house. Yep. Like, again, uh, they give an example like uh, Starbucks. I think that's their motto. I'm not sure, but Starbucks drives create right that third place for people where they no. like de stress. And just like calm down from the daily hustle of the lot like of the daily hustle, you know, so creating a third place for people is very essential. like uh as we're humans, right we're social creatures, we need that human interaction with each other, and I think that's very important. So like maybe if you need help with like like present like presenting that to your county, you should you should use that the third place for people.
2: Yeah, that, that could
1: work. If,
2: if. we don't have a Starbucks, so we've got some cow fields, so I feel like yes. <laughs> that could work.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are you guys' prevention pet fees? Like, uh, something that you wish would stop doing in prevention field. Something that you wish we'd stop doing. Yeah. Ring.
2: Honestly, I would probably say people, adults trying to really, really, like, frequently cr- closely trying to relate with, like, how teenagers feel. I feel like it's kind of that social feel. And I don't want to use, like, the word cringy because I don't want to, like, offend anybody. And, like, my adult advisors, they're very hardworking. And they're very, like, hands-off and they let us do a lot. But just, like, going to things like CADCA and... Um, maybe seeing, like, other coalitions. And they talk about it a lot in their training, which is why I really like that. They're like, your youth talks best to your youth, so let them talk and don't be, like, over in their stuff. Because I feel sometimes that comes that divide when you have an adult that's trying to talk to you in a very youth way, but you're not understanding because you still almost see them as an adult and they're not talking to you like you would talk to a peer. I kind of just think that I don't, that's not... I wouldn't say that's like a pet peeve or something that I really hate, but I think that's something that I definitely could. If it what if there wasn't as much, maybe that would clarify some um, information and just more communication and maybe um, increase the chances that what you're trying to prevent will actually be prevented.
1: Yeah. How about how about you, Hadley? What what are your prevention pet peeves?
3: Honestly, I hundred percent agree with her. Uh, one out still Oh, uh, I
1: Like, there's a lot of things that kind of bug me sometimes. Yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about it.
3: What a beautiful spot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like something that, like, kind of like, gets my go a little bit is like, when parents, like, when their child is, like, struggling with addiction or suicidal thoughts or something, they'll, like, downplay it and be like, oh, no, my kid would never. Instead of, like, we're trying to help them, but they won't let us help. Yeah. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, unfortunately, that's something that we face almost every day, right? Yeah. Like, it. it's one person at a time hundreds if, if if that's what happens. But yeah. That's the that's the thing. It's we can't really push people uh to do what needs to be done if if that makes sense. It almost feels like a very huge divide with the teens and that our youth advisors where uh they take over but gives us the responsibility when you're the leader, sh- you should be taking care of
2: yeah. I agree. It's no one's fault. It's really not. It's just everything socially is always changing and progressing. And sometimes there's a lack of understanding that this always happens, that that always happens and it is realistic. And I think that that just needs to be communicated more efficiently between um, all teens and adults in order to ensure that you are educating your youth and your peers the best way you can but also not talking to them like they don't know what they're doing because we're all in high school now like we're all we're all kind of independent so you know what you should be doing and i think that's just like the best way to ensure the most effective communication
1: yeah i i agree i agree. um yeah. if you were talking to someone who's brand new in the field in fact they're have been given the exact same job title and work in a similar community, what would you give them? What advice would you give them? Uh, let's start with you.
2: Um, I would just say be persistent. Um, Go after what you think is right, but also make sure what you think is right is what the community wants and also thinks is right. It's hard to get and back a lot of uh, your ideas or proposals if you don't have that community support and again you are serving your community you are a figurehead for your community and for your youth group or for whatever coalition you're working for you should know and try to understand each problem in the community that is present and needs to be taken care of in order to improve your community to the best of your ability
1: yeah for sure so how about you uh Adley? If you were given, if someone with the same exact job title as you, work in a similar community, what advice would you give?
3: Um, I would say probably really get to know like your community, like what's like going on in the community you need to work on, and you need to really listen and like watch people. And I think just like really be there for like a good reason, and like really like be determined to help someone yeah Yeah.
1: yeah so thank you in the audience if you're listening thank you thank you um if you are listening please leave a review and follow the podcast and if you enjoy the content uh announcements uh next week is a cadco forum we'll end i will meet one of you uh hadley's friend uh, there. Hopefully, we'll meet you there. And uh, see you next Monday for another episode of Party Talk, where we empower leaders and use drug prevention.